one size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. The March Ball. It's September the 3rd, 1991 here on the Match Ball 30 as we chart our progress through the 1991-1992 season game by game, 30 years on. Arsenal in town then tonight and another big crowd just shy of 30,000 inside Ellen Road and the lineups for this one then Leeds United with Lukic in goal Mel Sterling Tony DiRigo David Batty McClellan still in the side undroppable as you said against Man United uh, last time out Michael Chris White Gordon Strachan Rod Wallace Lee Chapman McAllister Speed with Hodge and Weatherall on the bench what do you make of this Arsenal lineup because they're bloody strong right now the, the reigning champions no less David Seaman, Andy Linegan returning to Ellen Road, David O'Leary, Lee Dixon, Nigel Winterburn, Tony Adams, Paul Davis, Michael Thomas, Alan Smith, Kevin Campbell, Paul Merson, Rowcastle on the bench, sat alongside manager George Graham. It's about time we played Arsenal again. It's been a while. Yes. It's good to see that people have turned up for it, because I feel like there was there was a definite Arsenal fatigue setting in last season, but I guess a fresh start and everyone's well, everyone's come, come back to Ellen Road. They've come to see Arsenal's kits, this, this away kit that everyone's talking about. The old uh, bruised banana, is that the right way to describe it? It's, cr- it's quite hard to make out the red numbers on the back of it, I do feel. But um, it's a jazzy number. I quite like it, I have to say. Yeah? I don't know, about, I don't know what you think. I mean, it? how's it going to date? I mean, in 30 years' time, you're going to look at that and think, what? What's that abomination? I think it'll be a, a huge hit in 30 years' time. But, yeah, I mean, this Arsenal, this, something's happened to Arsenal over the summer. They don't seem as good, do they? Letting in goals all over the place. How, how have they gone so far, then? I mean, drawing at home to QPR, that shouldn't have been... That wouldn't have happened last year. Losing to Everton, losing to Villa. I mean, beating Luton, but that barely counts. And then uh, and then beating Man City. It's, um, I don't know, they, seemed, they seemed invincible last season, whereas this year, not so much. They're not good defeats either, where it's 3-1 away to both Everton and Aston Villa. That's a fairly comprehensive tonking when it comes to Arsenal. Six goals conceded in two games, this Arsenal side. How many did they concede in the whole of last season? It was about three goals, wasn't it? Something absurd. Pretty much. I think that might contribute to the the big crowd is there's that combination of Leeds getting better with Dorigo and um, Rod Wallace signing and then Arsenal, the champions. You feel like this is a game where we can have a swing at them. Yeah, we've, we've closed the gap, it feels like, doesn't it? We'll get to the game in a second. First of all, let's hear from Strack. What's he had to say? Up until a couple of weeks ago, the Gunners were widely accepted to be the best team in the land and the team who have just won the title does not suddenly become a bad team overnight. George Graham will not be too worried. 
He's won the championship twice in the last two seasons, so that suggests he knows what he's doing. A little bit of kidology, you think, from Strack. He was always a master of that, wasn't he? Like it's a compliment, but there's a little uh, there's a little dig in there. Although, don't, don't become a bad team overnight, or do they? Maybe they're shit. They don't look shit in the first half. No, <laughs> <laughs> there's, well, there's just so much bloody threat in that side. It's terrifying. Like having this the pace of like Merson running at his players like that, always causing us trouble. I mean, as good as Paul Merson is in this game, their goals basically come from the fact Nigel Winterburn keeps kicking the ball wrong and they score from it. Because I'm not sure even their opening goal is... It's, I'm not. He's trying to cross it, but I'm not sure he's trying to pick out Smith on the edge of the box. He pulls it, doesn't he? Like he pulls it under, from under his foot and it kind of just drags its way to the edge of the area. We're not giving him any credit for this. No, and the second assist that he gets, he's definitely trying to shoot and completely mishits it so pitifully that it actually turns out to be a fairly a fairly nice pace on the pass. I mean, the first one, I mean, you've got to give credit to Smith in terms of his finishing. Both were good finishes, which you'd expect from a striker. I'm going to dispute the uh, second. Go on then, talk us through it. Give, give us your opinion. Why well, are they shit? Winterburn's just tried to... Well, the first one's fine, but the second one, Winterburn's just hit the ball across the box and Smith just redirects it. He doesn't do anything, just hits him. <laughs> I mean, he does redirect it quite well and accurately into the, into the corner where John Lukic isn't. It's luck. <laughs> okay. I'd say if he'd stood still, it wouldn't have flown into the corner. That's all he did. I mean, just, I, I didn't see him doing anything. He just stands still. The ball hits him. Goal. I'm not having it. So um, two goals down inside 48 minutes. First one came on 20. Um, second one just after half time. Ah. And the silence that sort of descends on Ellen Drogo. You're thinking it's a long way back, isn't it? We're thinking second half we'll get back into this and it will all be fine. And then that's the way it begins with a an absolute freak goal being scored by a freak of crisps from Leicester <laughs> and. Uh, but then after that... Well, we all know 2-0 two, two is a dangerous scoreline, don't we? Yeah, and um, also scoring goals seems to be a bit of a dangerous thing to do when this referee is around. I spent a lot of my time looking at his legs during this uh, panel. Short shots. The referee's legs. Yeah, he's very, got very short shots on. It's, it's still the era of short shots, where they're pottering around like little schoolmasters, you know, <laughs> ticking people off. Um, definitely a penalty, or should the goal have stood? Because there's a, a cross that comes in, it's corner, and there's the flick on. I mean, what a flick on it is speed at the near post, isn't it? With uh, just a, well, if you were going to show somebody the textbook flick on at the near post, it's that, isn't it? It just puts it into the corridor of uncertainty six yards out. Yeah, by the time McAllister has headed it in, it does seem the referee has already blown. Which, could, could you why? make out what for? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, well, there's two, two whys, isn't there? Is it a handball? I'm, I'm not sure. Is it a push? I don't think anybody inside Ellen Road was really sure. You can very clearly see McAllister, I think, says, for fuck's sake, yeah. I think, as it cuts to him. Well, whilst throwing his hands down towards the ground in yeah. exasperation. Because the ball comes to the edge of the box and McAllister heads it over a crowded penalty area into the roof of the net and it's brilliant. And then he's celebrating and realises that the referee is saying no goal. But McAllister's reaction isn't no goal because he's given us a penalty. It's no goal. Why was the referee given something to them? No Leeds player is running around saying uh, Lee Dixon's just done a handball. And then it's only then it becomes apparent that he's given us a penalty and disallowed the goal. And, and then the player's like, well, why can't we just have the goal? Yeah, there's a frustration attached to that, isn't there? Play, play the advantage, man. Well, just wait a moment. Don't blow your whistle the second something happens. It's just wait and see how that bit of play ends up because, you know, Strachan could have missed the penalty. McAllister, I think, wanted to take it at one point because he's just scored the goal and he wants the goal and that will, will not go down on his stats at the end of the season. So it's all just a mess. And if the referee had just 
given it 10 seconds to see where the ball ends up. I mean, 10 seconds is a lot of time. Maybe even five seconds would have been enough. <laughs> Three? It's, it's a fast-moving game. 10 seconds, it could have been up the other end of the pitch. But I know what you're saying. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you would like to have seen a moment's advantage uh, played, wouldn't you, just to see what happened? Because it was a brilliant, brilliant header. Um, that one would have made it to the end-of-season compilation, but it wasn't to be. That said, this penalty, definitely going to make the end-of-season compilation because it's brilliant. I was going to say, all's well that ends well, really, with the penalty yeah. because you get to see a little cheeky Scotsman doing a little I mean, cheeky chip. This is a, it's a dick-swinging move, isn't it? The Penenka. Uh, and a brilliant Penenka it is. Just, and he's just totally nonchalant about it. The whole thing, the execution, the celebration, Strachan loves it. Part of me kind of wishes it was saved just so we could have seen the bench's reaction to it because I'm not sure that, that Wilco would have been particularly pleased if David Seaman had just stood still and caught this one. But he didn't, so that's fine. But that's the point as well. It's David Seaman, England goalkeeper, £1 million goalkeeper, the player that George Graham decided to buy to replace John Lukic. So the whole thing ties together as a massive fuck you from Gordon Strachan. <laughs> like, we've got the better goalkeeper because, and I'm about to prove it because John would just stand the big John as he always calls him big John would just stand and catch this but you're going to uh, lie down while I chip the ball over you I mean Seaman Seaman was nowhere either for the header or for the corner that resulted uh, in that header or for the penalty so triple whammy to David Seaman he's running around all over the place and don't know what the fuck he's doing it just makes it (laughs) even more of an outrage that John Lukic who is very very good in this game is not in the England squad Batty and Dorigo have made it in but no sign of him and as we're going for the the win, I think the uh, that penalty as well. It wasn't just the fuck you to um, Seaman. It kind of was a bit of a message to the rest of the team of like it ignited things, didn't it? Yeah. And so the next uh, twenty five minutes is leads constantly on the attack, but not forgetting how good Arsenal are. Meant Lukic had to keep us safe at the other end. There was a shot from David Rowcastle that he did um, very well to save, and lots of kind of breakaways that he was stopping. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. 
Are we not... blaming Seaman for the equaliser as well? I think it's a great goal from Leeds. <laughs> He's never anywhere near it, though, is it, Seaman? It's, I mean, it's admittedly, it's a, it's a very good header back across goal. It's batty crossing from somewhere near the halfway line, isn't it? It's almost like a big diagonal. Which it's, is then... it's a big archetypal sort of Leeds goal, isn't it? It's, it's the lofted cross from, yeah. from left-hand side by the low fields over towards the south stand. So Seaman has moved across to get in the right position for that, but then there's a very good header back across goal, which leaves him... He's always scrambling after it by that point, isn't he? And uh, Chapman with the uh, the silky finish, as he always did. Second goal of the season. He only needed one to get going. And, you know, it's he's, he puts the ball in the net. Not like this Wallace prick. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, he hasn't scored yet. And there's, there's a, the change in our style of play with Wallace is kind of interesting because he's generally not in the box where you'd expect Carl Schultz or Bobby Davison to be. He's sort of zipping around to the wings and it makes us a bit more fluid or you know are you telling me that Howard Wilkinson's whatever. side is becoming dynamic Moscow is this is, is this what it is next thing you're going to be telling me Chapman will be doing overhead kicks as well well he tried one <laughs> um so that we we equalized in the 86th minute and then yeah Chapman tried a, an overhead kick with um a few minutes left and Wallace uh, shot over when he needs to be shooting into the net so we had the chances but yeah it's interesting to see how it's working out with Chapman kind of being more of a target man on his own and, and Wallace doing a bit of what Strachan's always been doing of just running around like almost a, a free roll. He's pulling defenders all over the place, isn't he? And it is a it's a marked difference. And there was a marked difference in the um the response from the crowd as well to get that late equaliser compared to when we went 2 0 down and there's that kind of oh shit. We've blown this one. Just get Cal Shut back in the team. That's all I'm saying. I know he's still recovering from his um his wedding based injuries at the moment, isn't he? Yes. He's got a attack to the wedding in the summer and he's still um working his way back to fitness, which is um <laughs> Well, the stranger injuries we've had to suffer, but yeah, you know, it's always better to score a, a late equaliser than concede one. And I, I sound like I would walk into myself now and um, better to get a draw than a defeat. <laughs> but we've, so we've still not, that's seven games against Arsenal and we've still not beaten them, but uh, they are one of the, you know, they are the champions. And even if, if they're coming back into form by beating Manchester City last time, we can't really complain too much about points against Scum and Arsenal within a few days of each other. Yeah, and Wilkinson was pragmatic about it in the post-match. Well, it was almost brilliant. The best we've played against Arsenal and probably the best we've played for a long time, said Wilkinson. It showed you can never write my team off. Um, but he wasn't happy about the defending. Well, this is what I was on about. Maybe we'll learn a harsh lesson. Yeah, we'll either go on from here making generous errors or having dropped two points, we will gain a lot from the performance. Yeah, and then he, he goes on at some length about the defensive blunders. This is quite a classic Wilkinson. You could argue that having made two defensive blunders or having been as soft as we were on two occasions and having been punished for it, some people might say we were lucky to get away with it, but we played some tremendous stuff. So, yeah, he's uh, not happy about the defending, but happy about the the overall performance and then I don't know if we've got the audio of uh, George Graham realising that he sold the wrong goalkeeper and signed the wrong one but then he's a little bit salty about our style of play as well I mean what I will say about this audio we have of George Graham he might sound like he's from a similar part (laughs) of Scotland uh, to Gordon Strachan it's it's much the same isn't it and Alex Ferguson yeah Um, I'm not sure I'm just looking where he is from he's from uh Lanarkshire. Well, just just while you play uh, play that clip, should we listen to what was on the radio at the time in the car parks of Ellen Road? Brian Adams, wasn't it? <laughs> Still number one. Christ. Wilkic kept leads in the game. 
He made four or possibly five outstanding saves, several of them in one-to-one situations. And that for a home goalkeeper is very unusual, especially at Ellen Road. Apart from the long ball, Leeds did not cause us any problems until they got the penalty. That gave them more heart and they put us under a lot of pressure and it paid off for them. And the YEP tended to agree. He got man of the match. Uh, Mentioned how the YEP do their layouts uh, a couple of games ago. And there's a big box by the side of the report. And I think they've got to fill it with text. So they've put the words, John Lukic, 8 out of 10 in all words. No numbers there. And there's a nice little picture of John there in case you'd forgotten what he looked like. But it was it was a great performance and at a good point in the end, I think. Dropping off the pace, though. Well, a little bit. Well, let's have a look at the other midweek results from uh, from these games. Um, Everton won all against Norwich. Notts County winning again against Sheffield Wednesday. Oldham 2, Coventry 1. Sheffield United nil, Chelsea 1. Uh, the Vinnie Jones derby there. Wimbledon one Man United two. That's a bit annoying, isn't it? That they went there and won. Um, and then the Wednesday night games: Villa nil, Crystal Palace one, Luton two, Southampton one. So they've finally won. Uh, Man City two one against Forest, and then QPR and West Ham London derby nil nil leaves the table with Sheffield United propping it up now. And QPR, both of those two sides still to win a game. No wins out of six, uh, which is a little unfortunate. Sheffield United bottom on two points. QPR have got three at the other end. Man City are second to Man United, 14 and 13 points respectively. We are in sixth. With um, a game in hand. With a game in hand, which would take us up towards, what, third if we won it. It's worth pointing out this Notts County outfit that um, Neil Warnock has brought up are fifth with a negative goal difference. <laughs> that tells us that the only team in the top 10, well, 10th Arsenal have a goal difference of minus one. And then you have to go down to 16 to have anybody else, any other team with a negative goal difference. Notts County minus two, um, and yet they're above us in the table. With um, They've played an extra game, but they won it. Yeah, the games played are all a little bit ragged because of Palace's building work. Yeah, it's all over the place. Lots of teams have played six. A few have played only five, and then you've got Palace and Spurs who've only played four. So um, it hasn't quite settled down yet, the league, because of, Palace's incompetent builders, but it will start to take shape over the coming weeks, I'm sure. We're not badly off. Got through those big games against uh, Scum and Arsenal, but then we got another one coming up at the weekend. Manchester City in second place, won four, drawn one, lost one. So we've got to get uh, get through them. And then Chelsea are doing well as well. They're third at the minute, so um, we've got them the week after. It's fairly relentless. And that's, uh, that's at Stamford Bridge. Just looking down the fixtures for September, Coventry. Liverpool lined up, got to uh, go to Norwich, which is always a long way. And then finally, uh, will we ever get to play somebody uh, down at Crystal Palace? Well, we'll see when the fixtures get rearranged. But um, it's a busy old month. There's a lot going on. League Cup in between times as well. A glamour tie. Well, hopefully the squad will stand up to the to the rigours of a cup run better than it managed to do last season. But it's back to the league, back to Ellen Road, and we will play Manchester City on September the 7th. We'll speak to you then. The Match Ball. 